with me through that intro that's two weeks in a row with the cringy intro what do you guys think uh should i keep it or not but uh i don't give a fuck we're gonna do what we like to do because this is my show and y'all can blow me anyways um welcome to mostly trash yeah i'm your host smitty blake whatever you want to call me um it's mostly trash takes from a mostly annoying person so got some news what you want first the good or bad news actually it's both good news no bad news on this side of the end this side of the end does that make sense no this side of the united states the east side from where i usually reside huh not really anyways um so i walked into walmart the other day to get a uh, rent check for rent you know to pay my rent and I walked into the electronic section just because I usually do anyway. And what did I see? I saw a 58-inch sharp Roku smart TV for $398. So I have a new TV. Can't pass that deal up. $398 for a 58-inch TV? Shit. I've been in the market for a minute. And I've been looking at like 55-inch. And they've all been like. If they're shitty brands, they've been like 350 for a shitty brand, 355-inch uh, TV. And um, you know what? I saw, I actually know like 400. If you get, if you see like a, any decent name brand TV, Vizio, um, Samsung, any of them, they're all going to be near 600 to $700 for 50, 55 or 60-inch TV. So I got myself a deal. So uh, we'd be watching that. We'd be rapping. We'd be tapping. We'd be happen, ing, ding. Anyways, um, it's cold as fuck out here. It's uh, the winter vortex or hashtag, uh, what, what was, what's Andy Clark saying? Hashtag deep cold or something. Shit, it's hilarious. Um, I got hand warmers in my pockets on my hoodie. It's, it's actually working out quite well. I had toe warmers in my shoes, but uh, those died out real quick. They got like hard. Um um, it's tax return season. Follow, I file my taxes. Make sure you guys do that. TurboTax.com. Quick and easy. Save a bunch of money on car insurance by switching to guy. Another thing is this show is brought to you by Magnesis. Um, go to the website, type in uh, my promo code Smithers on Magnesis.com, and you will get millions of dollars from my man billy mcfarland um shout out to that guy he's an absolute genius and um real good guy one of my brothers i just met him the other day and man i can tell he's a real real cool g real cool cat uh yeah so i got some other news i might have some friends guess what i went i went hung out with some people uh last weekend after i dove 
strictly into YouTube and, and uh, future Young Thug music videos like I do usually do on the weekends because that's my life nowadays, uh, watching the videos, the lyric videos, and trying to um, understand what the fuck they're saying because even though I listen to them over and over again, I listen to these songs hundreds and hundreds of times, I still have absolutely no idea what they're saying, kind of like you guys. I just listen to the melody and the beat, you know? So that's pretty cool. So I got a text from my guy Aaron, who's in my league. He's around my age. He's like 40. No, around my age. Yeah, he's like 36. So a little bit of an age difference in comparison to my bowling team, 75-year-old dude. So he hit me up and said, hey, come to Chelsea Lanes and bowl. So I went and hung out with some people around my age. Shout out to Aaron. Shout out to Jay. Shout out to his wife, Georgia. And uh, we had some fun. Had some beers and then left. And it was snowing like a motherfucker. Um, And uh, we had a good time. Hopefully they like me for who I am and not the person I pretended to be. Just kidding. I'm fucking cool as hell. So we got a Michigan update. Uh, last podcast they were going into playing wisconsin at wisconsin and i was saying please god do not lose this game and please god don't lose to wisconsin for the first loss of the season and god answered my prayers because he fucking sucks and they lost michigan lost to wisconsin i can't stand watching wisconsin play basketball i'd rather watch fucking kevin rogers basketball highlight tape from high school then watch wisconsin play basketball a bunch of flopping and a bunch of bullshit offense and idiotic fans and and stupid shit like that so they lost they got their first loss of the season but they've bounced back they didn't quite bounce back they didn't look great against their game after against minnesota it needed a uh, buzzer beater from one charles matthews to uh, get the victory and then they followed that up with two blowout losses versus indiana and yesterday against ohio state And that felt good. It feels good to see and feel Michigan beat Ohio State for the first time in what feels like my entire fucking life. Uh, So Michigan goes, travels to Iowa City to play the Iowa Hawkeyes next week at Carver, wherever the fucking Carver Stadium, whatever the fuck it's called. And that is a perfect, perfect transition into my guest this week, one Tommy O'Connor. All right, we are live with one and only Tommy O'Connor. Say what's up to the team. How's everybody doing? What's up? They're doing well. Uh, and in three, two, one, let's crack our beers, our ceremonial beers. Three, two, right. one, go. My buddy oh, Ryan. Yeah. My buddy Ryan said it's like the Little Wayne uh, blunt light before he wraps a verse. There you go. So, um, in my Michigan update, I was going over Michigan basketball recently. Their loss to Wisconsin and then their three wins in the past couple weeks. And, of course, this was complete uh, – I I didn't even plan this, but they play Iowa on Friday. I didn't even realize that to look at the schedule. What do you think? Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I'll be there. Oh, you're going? be in attendance, yeah, in Iowa City. I'm actually – so we're, we're taping this on Wednesday night. I'm leaving tomorrow. Uh, I'll be in Iowa City for the whole week, and they play Friday night, uh, early early night game on Friday. So yeah, I'm pretty pretty excited. What's uh, how's that going to look for your boys? You know, they've lost a couple in a row, so you never know. Big Ten's always tough on the road for anybody. So oh, yeah. I know Michigan's a very good team, and they're heading in. But Iowa City is a tough place to play. It is. Um, Iowa has always played 
well against Michigan because I think the two teams actually play a little bit similar, yep. not as much the last couple of years. And, and when I say it too, it's kind of funny because what Michigan's really improved on, obviously, the last couple of years was defense. Um, defense when yep. they hired, you know, that Luke Yaklish guy, yeah, as a defensive coordinator or whatever, yep. and they became amazing at defense. Because like even when Michigan was really good back in the Trey Burke and kind of those days, Stauskas. yeah, Iowa always beat them at home. Did because they? Iowa and Michigan always played really similar in the sense that neither team really played very good on defense. Right. So whoever was the home team could kind of usually score some points and get up and down and, and win the game. And now Michigan's kind of stepped up their game defensively, so makes things a little bit tougher. But Iowa's been a lot better defensively this year until last game or two. So I don't know. We'll see. Iowa's got a lot of rest because they played Sunday. They don't play until they play Michigan here on Friday. So that could help them too. Um, a lot of time, know. a lot of time to it's watch be tape. A good game, I thinking, um, you know, with Iowa being at home, I think they got a shot, but it'll be tough either way. We'll see. Should be should be a good one though. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm actually uh, kind of. Oh, uh, actually, you know what? I don't want to say that. I'm pissed they lost to uh, Wisconsin for their first loss because of course. But uh, it yeah, w- me too. Because I really wanted them to be undefeated coming into Iowa City when I'd be there. Yeah, and do a little bit of 2006 or 2016 football action. Yes, we, sir. Yeah, well, um, we'll see. It should be a good game, like you said. Uh, it's gonna be tough at Carver Arena for sure. I, I'm I'm looking forward to the game. I don't know what it's gonna be like. I think Michigan will probably win, but uh, it'll be a good one for sure. That's that's kind of what I'm. I would guess if I, you know, if I had to. Put my life on it. I think. Put your life, huh? Put they're they're gonna. But but if I'm only putting a couple hundred bucks on it, I'm gonna bet on Iowa. So. Yeah. How's uh, how's the locks doing? You doing you doing good recently? Or? You know, ups and downs, strikes and gutters. Um, we uh, had a really good week two weeks ago, and then a bad week last week. So the old basically got paid and then paid them right back. So just kind of uh, annoying. But um, overall, in the season, I'm up a little bit. But I know that it's not a realistic way to uh, obviously make money. I'm going to lose more than I'm going to win in the long run. But it's been fun. Uh, I think the Patriots are easy money here. Okay. Super Bowl this weekend. I don't know. I'm sure you were going to ask me about the Super Bowl too. But yeah, oh, yeah. Skipping ahead of stuff. Uh, we're on lock, so it's, it's, on, it's on brand. So uh, I want to get a little – I want to sneak a little razz in there before we get moving. Um it's it's nice to talk to you, Tom. Now now that you got a girlfriend, uh, you don't return oh. my texts. You don't uh, you don't call me like you used to. <laughs> now now I'm getting the old uh, favorites on my texts instead of responses. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, I know I know how it is. I know how it is, bro. I'm just razzing. It's uh, happy for you. Shout out to Ellen. Um, she's, yeah. she's awesome. She's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's so that's good. So that's new in your life. Um, so uh, so where are we at on the itinerary? You got it in front of you? Probably not. I sent it to you in a text. So okay, Michigan basketball. I actually got it taped in front of me on the wall. So I I don't know what the fuck there I was you asking go. you. So like we're gonna do a, a quick um, NFC and AFC championship review because I didn't go over it because I do this biweekly. Um, yep, yep. And this was two weeks ago. So uh, what were your thoughts on the games? Games were incredible. Like, two best games of the year. Finally, right? Yeah, we were due for that, and it was just, it lived up to the hype, and then some. I was actually in Iowa City that day, too. I had, like, an amazing day. Me, my dad, and Chad Loopy hopped in the car Sunday morning, headed out to Iowa City. Iowa played Illinois at noon in basketball. Iowa won by, like, 30. Nice. Headed over to the Vine, watched the Saints game, 
that game was incredible. I oh, thought yeah. it was going to be a blowout, you know, right off the bat. So did I. Lead right off the bat. Um, Rams hung in there, fought back. Obviously, that call was terrible. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, overall, amazing game. Then we got in the car and kind of started heading back towards Crystal Lake. Stopped at the old uh, Joomers Casino in Rock Island. There you and, uh, go. Lost the Patriots game there and, you know, gambled for a little bit. So it was uh, an amazing day of just kind of hanging out with my dad and Chad and watching you, sports. And you guys make and, those, you guys make that trip, like, quite often, don't you? You yeah, three? Yeah, we do it a lot, and we're doing it a lot more than uh, usual this year just because it's birds last year. Um, oh, yeah. You know, uh, so... For people that don't know, I was a manager uh, with the basketball team at Iowa, and then my two younger brothers, Pat and Brendan, have both done the same thing. So Pat graduated two years ago, and Brendan will be graduating here in May. So it's kind of our last hurrah to kind of uh, get our free tickets and go to as many games as we can while Brendan's on the bench there. So it's uh, been fun. Pat's Pat's definitely going to uh, own land there soon. He's definitely not moving back anytime soon, is he? Definitely doesn't appear to to be that way. I'm guessing he's kind of an Iowa City lifer. He's yeah. looking like, but I think Bird will move back. He wants to uh, work down in uh, the city. Kind okay. Of like what Dad does so nice. So we did mention the uh, the penalty, not no call at the end of the Saints game. What do you think, um, as far as changes would go? Would you like to see uh, penalties being reviewed or whatnot? Would you? What do you think the, about that? I mean. <sighs> I don't know how you do that because a lot of times, obviously, penalties are judgment calls. Yeah. You know, that one was just so bad. It was. That it was just pathetic. <laughs> it was a travesty. It was a robbery. It was a theft. It was horrible. It was. He got absolutely screwed. Right. But I don't know what you could really do to – because, like, yeah, pass interference is obviously a judgment call. That was, like, the worst call, I feel like, of the entire football season. Right, I think that, that was the worst call since um, Fail Mary, for sure. Yeah, seriously. Like, there, that was, like, I didn't see a call and that, was that replacement the refs. entire regular season. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I And that's what I mean. That's where I'm like, it sucks that that's where it happened and that's such an important game and such an important moment, but I don't feel like you need to change. It's just, it's, it's just such a shitty situation. Oh, I agree. So here's, here's what I think you should do. I think you should... Uh, you get what? How many challenges per game? Two. If you get one right, yeah, if you get it right, I think so. Yep. And so I think you should you should be able to get an extra challenge that's strictly for penalties, and uh, you get one per game. And if you're a smart coach, you're just gonna have it in your back pocket for a situation like that, right? I think right. I mean because because the CFL does that, and and I guess uh, they really like that rule out there because I mean for situations like we saw, so it's specific, yeah, it specifically can only be used to challenge a penalty. That's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, and I, I think that um, half the time or three quarters of the games they aren't going to use it, right? You know, right? Something like that would happen. But I think now now that this whole shit's going on, they're still talking about it. Obviously, to this, they'll still be talking about it for a while. Um, I think that the the Super Bowl is going to have a lot of ticky tack calls just because of that. Yeah, I think you're going to see that too. It's just it just was an unfortunate event and it sucked and they blew it. And they made the wrong call and I don't think there's anything they can really do to fix it for the Saints, obviously. But um, oh, I don't know. did you uh, did you see Sean Payton's press conference either yesterday or today? Yeah, did you see, he was wearing the Goodell shirt. Yeah, that shit is hilarious. 
unbelievable. That's amazing. That's the ultimate troll. So, yeah. so um, moving on to the next point about the fucking past weekend, the Pro Bowl. What do you? What is your opinion on that? I mean, obviously it's fucking awful. But let me ask you this: When I was growing up, I honestly thought the Pro Bowl was the coolest thing ever. I used to love watching it as a kid. But back in the day, they actually kind of tried. Yep. Um, but I used to fucking love it. I used to think it was probably cooler than the Super Bowl for me just because it was all the stars playing. Right. Uh, and they actually fucking put up points and they, you know, defensive line and offensive line actually went after each other and, and played football. But now it's just fucking off of the watch. It's I tried. I watched it. I think I took a nap during it, but I had it on. And it was just like the running plays. It was like so stupid. Like I think they should just get rid of the game altogether, have the uh, – the skills challenge, which is fun to watch. Did you watch the the dodgeball? I barely saw any Pro Bowl stuff. So I did see some highlights of the dodgeball, which I thought was pretty funny and pretty cool. And, like, the skills competition stuff, I love that kind of stuff. It's just fun to watch, you know? Right. Um, the game this year, I literally watched, same like you said, I was watching it, but I pretty much slept through a lot of it. So bad. Um, I just feel like it's just weird. I don't like the fact that it's in between the Super Bowl yeah. and the um, regular season anymore. I liked it when it was after because the Super Bowl, if there was players in the Super Bowl, you know, they would go down and be there. Yeah, and it was I, in fucking it's Hawaii. So stupid. That, exactly. That's what I was going to say. I think it's so stupid that it's not in Hawaii anymore. Shit is that was so like dumb. part of the cool thing about it. Like, right. You see, like, the, you know, like, Hawaii-type, mm-hmm. like, like, uh, like, whatever. The players would be wearing the lays. Yeah. And, you know, they got little, it just was like, cool that they were playing in hawaii i thought that was like honestly yeah, one of it's the like a, it's like out. a destination rather than fucking orlando which every person has been to you know what i mean like you take your yep. family for a year-end trip to honolulu if you have a great football season it's just a nice cap to the season rather than oh no we're have to go to orlando in between the super bowl and fucking conference championships no no one gives a shit but i do notice that all the players during the skills competition, they have a shitload of fun on that during and social media as well. But during the game, they're just like, okay, they're over it by then. So I think they need to keep the uh, skills competition and maybe do like a seven-on-seven or flag football game for the Pro Bowl, you know, rather than – That's what I was thinking. Just seven-on-seven, seven, get rid of the linemen, let them do like who knows, whatever. A talent game. show. <laughs> Seriously, like – I don't know. They got to change it up. It's not interesting. I don't feel like I. I didn't talk to anybody about it. I don't know anybody who watched it. Of course. About it. I it gambled just, on it uh, one year. That was the yeah, last time I, I watched I, it. I took the over. I think last year, and thank God I didn't take it this year because it would have been no chance. Yeah. I don't even know what it was set at, but what was the final score? Like twenty-three to seven. It was yep. A joke. Yep. Twenty-three to seven. Are you fucking serious? It's like a Crystal Lake Raiders fucking score. <laughs> So, so R.I.P. the Pro Bowl. We need to get rid of that shit. So here's the, the couple of the segments I've I just some of my favorite things ever. I used to do. Remember? I don't know. I think about it on Facebook right before I moved in with Sunny on Facebook. Like once a week, I would uh, post like, "What are your top five albums? What is your top five uh, right. athletes?" And I just did that for like a couple months, and I just love seeing people's. Uh, responses and shit so this week since it's kind of just the super bowl and i don't give a fuck about the nba and i'm sick of hearing about james harden from a certain friend of ours and um obviously baseball has zero news because bryce harper and them are still not doing shit so i decided i and i texted you before time before this to uh get our list together so we're going to put together our top five quarterbacks of all time as well as our favorite quarterbacks of all time, which includes college and NFL. So, Tommy, 
who are your what, what would you rather start with favorite or top five Let's start with top five because okay. I went a little wild on the favorites. Okay. And I couldn't narrow it down, so I actually did favorite NFL and favorite college. Okay, cool, cool. All right, so, so you go. I want to hear your top five quarterbacks of all time. So you go first. Just all five right off the bat. Yep. And then okay, we can debate. Not, not necessarily in order. Oh, come on. you got to have an order. All right, fine. It's in order. <laughs> all right. Brady, number one. Okay. Peyton Manning, number two. Okay. John Elway, number three. Shit, okay. Joe Montana, number four. Shit, all right. Steve Young, number five. God damn. All right. What were yours? Um, I want to hear why. Okay. T- tell me why. For Your, your last three are, are so different than mine, and that's awesome. I love it. So go ahead. So a lot of it for me is just based off of my memory, too, and just kind of my thoughts. So obviously all these guys have won Super Bowls. Yeah, of course. Uh, a couple of them multiple. Joe, Joe Montana undefeated in Super Bowls. So I feel like that's why I had to include him in there. You know, yep. he just like from from what I knew about him, he always won every big game he played in for the most part. Sure. Tom Brady, number one, GOAT, unbelievable. Last Sunday just kind of capped it off. Oh, of course. Just continue to prove it, what he did against the Chiefs. That was and nuts. What he's going to do against the Rams. I'm very confident that he's going to win. And I just – what we've been able to witness watching him play, and he'll get his fourth Super Bowl this this weekend, I believe. Six. I'm sorry. That's why I'm sorry. What was it? It's what, But what? how many in a row now? This is, this is, the, this is their third in a row? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And he's this is, he win two out of three, whatever. Six Super Bowls. Just insane, you know. Um, Steve Young, part of the reason I have him in there is just when I was young, I like literally thought he was amazing and I was just a fan of him. Same. Um, from NFL Blitz. <laughs> and just, yeah, just, I don't know, just the, the 49ers when I was young. Oh yeah. And just sick. knowing that he was a Super Bowl, he's got so many records, things like that. Peyton Manning. Um, I just, again, our whole lifetime, again, all these are kind of biased because most of them are more modern quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, he was unbelievable. You know, I mean, our whole life growing up, I felt like there was nobody better just at hitting, the, you know, hitting his receivers, making plays. Um, he, every pass was on point. He was so good for so long. Yeah. You know, he's got the uh, multiple Super Bowl wins. He's just stud. He's a beast. So, I don't know if that gives you enough No, that's stats. good. I have a ton of hardcore stats or anything like that, but. No. So. guys all just kind of stood out for me. I had some other close ones on there but those were i'm obviously very biased too um there's two people who i i really thought about including but there was no way i could include brett Favre or aaron Rodgers. So, why because i hate the packers so <laughs> i guess so it's impossible so i just would hate myself if i said they were top five yeah i mean you got to be realistic though you i see, you see it for me. what it is you know i can't do that that's true that's very true fast. <laughs> Take the Tommy fucking lens off, and then you can put him on there, right? Brett Favre would be on there then instead of Steve Young. Yeah. So you you said recency bias uh, for yours, and uh, my mine is completely recently recently biased. So it's Brady Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Brett Favre for me. Yeah, and I had Drew Brees right there too. Again, like I I thought about all those guys. I just would not include Rodgers. I just don't – I honestly – my argument against Rodgers is just that I think he's had the chance to do better than he has, and I feel like he's been kind of overrated. But right. he makes 
the best throws out there. Of he's course. unbelievable. Athletically. He's, he's not hurt. He, yeah, mechanically and everything, I feel like when he's healthy, he everything was, every single throw is on point. But yeah, years like this year where he's banged up is when you see him sail throws and not look as good. Yeah, so. but dude, his, his, even even like to that point, his statistics are f- out of this fucking world. The oh, guy, his like, quarterback rating and all that kind of stuff is insane. He has... He has 80 interceptions in comparison to like 400 touchdown passes. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. He's, he, his his uh, touchdown interception ratio is by far the best in, you know, quarterbacks considered for the top. So the reason why I put Rodgers, Rodgers, Breeze, Manning, and Brady is because the level of quarterback play in our uh, generation is far and wide so much better than the quarterback play from the mid '90s, even and obviously well That's before. Fair. So yeah. I mean, it, it is it, it's it's a different game. So it's tough to it's kind of like uh, I kind of look at it as like comparing eras for the yep. NBA and shit like that and, and Major League Baseball. So like, there's I, I feel like there's two quarterbacks from the mid '90s. Well, I, I, now I'll say four four quarterbacks from the '90s that can compete in the day in the game nowadays would be Marino. But even though he was late, he was eighties and nineties as well. Yep. Marino, um, Elway, Steve Young, and then Warren Moon, because they yeah, fucking that's, that's chucked the ball much. around. And they they were uh, Marino and Warren Moon were the first of their kind to just fucking spread it out and shit like that. But Aikman uh, won games too, though. Yeah, see, but, Aik, but Aikman and and Montana's the same way. I looked up um, Aikman and Montana's numbers, dude. They're fucking. They were just game managers. They handed the ball off to like Terry Bradshaw. Yep, all no, a little better than Bradshaw. Bradshaw has more yeah, more picks than stats. interceptions. But uh, yeah, I looked at how many touchdown passes would you think Joe Montana had in his career? And he put, he played sixteen years. Remember that. Yeah, I don't even know how he, many. He had 275 touchdown passes. Yeah, you would think it'd be more than that. Well, more than that. And, and uh, Brett Favre, I'm looking at his stats right now. He has fucking 508, which is yeah. Not... I was gonna say three, three, four hundred. I would have guessed, but wow. See, but those dudes in the 90s, they handed off to all pro running backs and threw slants or out routes or fucking fades to Jerry Rice or you know what I yeah. mean, yeah. Michael Irvin. So they were just game managers and uh, just different offenses, different schemes. Nowadays, it's you know it's spread you out. You're we're throwing 40 times a game. Yep. So I, I Evan and I were talking about this too. It, it's tough. It's tough to fucking uh, take out Joe Montana just for the fact that he has five rings and he never lost the Super Bowl and all those postseason statistics. But, dude, if, if you're comparing, you know, overall quarterback playing stats, he doesn't compare, in my yep. opinion. So that's a good debate. I like I like how we have different opinions and it's not just the same. I was, I was hoping that we would not have the same fucking people. Yeah, and, like, some of mine, too, is just even my own memories. Like, I just remember right. loving Peyton Manning as, like, a younger kid. Same. Because the stupidest reasons of even just his revolution helmet and he was amazing dude and i like people for their gear i like people for the numbers their fucking arm john series. elway the broncos were like my first second favorite team me too dude. The bears i love the broncos with terrell davis and john elway and i had the whole halloween costume number seven with the helmet and the jersey and the pants you know yeah so that's part of the reason john elway sticks in my head i got it same with steve young i had a steve young jersey and I just remember, like, thinking he was amazing, you know. Tom Brady, I, I just 
that one, I mean, just for the last 10 years of watching football, I couldn't leave him off. And uh, Joe Montana was kind of a similar thing of just always, like, thinking of him as, like, the best quarterback of all time, you know. So. Dude, I, uh, I like how you mentioned second favorite team. How many second favorite teams did you have growing up? I know for a fact I had, like, three. Um, and, oh, and the Broncos were definitely one. I want to know who you, who else you liked, because I have a so couple of Broncos ones. were my football one for a long time. Yeah. No, I'm talking just strictly football here. Do you have any other football teams? So I had a – I'm trying to think of other second – I mean, there was a stretch where the Patriots were my second favorite NFL team. Yeah. And this was honestly back because I had that Drew Bledsoe jersey. Yeah, yeah. I remember back in the day. So this was like early Patriots. Yeah. They were my second favorite team. The no- late 90s. With yeah, the Curtis and Martin. Then into the first Super Bowl, basically. You know, that yeah. was like I, that was when I wore that jersey all the time. Um, football, the Falcons for a little bit because of Mike Vick, basically. Yeah. And the Cowboys for a little bit just because I had an Emmett Smith jersey and a Troy Aikman jersey. You know, all those teams at some point I would say were probably my second favorite team. Yeah, just because you liked winning back as a kid. You liked teams that were exactly. winning. For me, for me outside of the Broncos, <laughs> who I really, really liked were the fucking Jaguars when they had uh, Mark yeah, Brunel. Oh, I was going to say, too, Titans were one of mine. Oh, and that, yep, that was my other one, Just the Jaguars the jerseys, and the Titans. And oh, they yeah. Went to the Super Bowl. Yep, yep. You know. The, uh, what was the play? The wild card game. Uh, what did they call that fucking play? City Miracle? Yeah, 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 that play. I remember watching it at Seth Miller's house. We were going nuts. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, no, I love it. That, that team, and we'll, yeah. I no. was... I was playing NFL NFL Blitz 2000 yesterday, and it was all, with all those teams, and it was just so fucking fun and, and interesting to see all the players and remembering all of them. It just is ultimate nostalgia. So yeah. uh, back to nostalgia, just a decent uh, transition. So you broke yours down into favorite NFL and favorite college. I am in, more yeah. interested in your top five favorite college quarterbacks of all time. So let's let's hear them. Okay. So all right. I don't. These ones I don't have in any order. I can't. I don't really have them in an order because it's basically number one and then the other four are all just kind of the same. But my favorite college quarterbacks ever. Like I said, no particular order. Vince Young. Oh, great! Incredible. Loved him. Great. Johnny Manziel. Okay. And still love him. Oh yeah. Love to see him somehow play football. Shit, man. Yeah, now you're making now you're making me want to fucking break down to my favorite college quarterbacks, but I'll I'll yeah. keep where I'm at. Tim Tebow. Okay. I loved him at Florida. Hated him. I remember that game where they played Florida State and he had like the red field paint all over him and badass. Just, just dominating. And even like him that was back, you know, like you talked about just like the gear and stuff. I just thought he looked sweet when he played. Yep. Guy was unreal. He just ran. He was a running like he's just a beast, you know, running people over. Yeah, very for sure. Player, different, different player. The jump passes. Yeah, it was the first this of is that kind. kind. Of a, out of left field, but I just loved this guy when he was in college, and I don't even like. I remember I was in like seventh grade. I want to say Kyle Orton at Purdue. Loved yeah, him. okay. Don't know why. He was just amazing. They were good. Um, that was the last time they were good. Pretty much. And then I can't really pick one so it's kind of the morph of all my favorite Iowa quarterbacks of Drew Tate, Ricky Stanzi, CJ Beathard I couldn't I, I cheated on this one I just couldn't really yeah I feel you. they would have all been in my top five and that would have right been like, so I basically just did them as one big Iowa I you know my Iowa quarterbacks because obviously Ricky Stanzi unbelievable he was the quarterback Orange Bowl uh, baby my freshman year at Iowa when they went to the Orange Bowl 
Drew Tate was like when I first started loving Iowa. Oh god, know? yeah. He, speaking of gear, dude, Revolution helmet with the white visor. Fuck yeah. Yep. Him and uh, that's the other thing. That was like when Kyle Orton was playing too. Those that was when the Revolution helmets were. Yep. You know, what was, was that? What year? It's like two thousand three, two thousand four. Drew Tate would have been. Yeah, he might have been on a team. You know what? He was more like I think like two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah, right? you're right. The two thousand five or just two thousand four Capital. One when they beat LSU on the um, Hail, Hail Mary. Mary, that was sick. I remember watching yeah, it in my that basement. Was... Freshly finished basement. I was at my uncle and aunt's house uh, for New Year's Day, and that was incredible. Um, so that was like when I first really started to like Iowa football. And then obviously C.J. Beth- Beathard, um, you know, my last couple of years at Iowa. And then, you know. He, he was the guy. Baseball. He was the guy for the Rose Bowl, right? Yep, Rose Bowl a couple years ago, and he actually is still, you know, playing with the 49ers and stuff. But what about the, the Stanley man, dude? I know. I mean, I love him, Book's too. still right out now. on him? Like, you know, I just didn't include him in those because I feel like it's starting to get a little bit weird if my favorite quarterback is, uh, like, 21 years old and I'm 27. So yeah, I mean, I feel you on that. I get Sam yells at me every day, every time I get mad about a Michigan football game, screaming, yep. screaming at 18-year-olds, but, you know, whatever. Yep. Does he have another year? Yeah, he does. All right, he's going to get his ass kicked in uh, the yeah. big house this year. We'll see. We will see. you got to come out for that. I'm planning on it. For sure. All right, so um, we will transition now to your, your NFL quarterbacks, and then I'll just put mine These out there. These are a little bit more out there, so I only went one. I'm excited. I only went with one, like, bias, obviously. Jay, Love my guy. Jason. Jay yep. Yeah. Loved him. Unbelievable. Best course, best Bears quarterback in history, the man. Yeah, loved him. Till now, so Mitch, defender of Jay, and then now, you know, again, that's kind of where I couldn't put Mitchell in there yet because I felt like, yeah, I'm I'm older than him, and that'd be kind of weird if he's my favorite NFL quarterback. But hopefully someday he will be because he'll dominate and lead the Bears here to. You're you're allowed if you, I mean I don't know I think you're allowed to uh, root for people younger than you. Don't make it weird. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And then it's funny because then a lot of these guys are by are, are recent, like I was saying. Yeah. Um, these two guys both play in the NFL right now, and I just love them. And Andrew Luck? Kind of, I think you're going to hate both of them. Yes, one is Andrew Luck. I like Andrew Luck. I love Andrew Luck. I just think that he is such a football nerd. Guy. Football just, nerd, just dude. Football nerd. He just loves the game. He loves getting hit. Yeah. Like, whenever he's mic'd up and he gets hit. Nice hit, bro. Hit, dude. Yeah, <laughs> shit is hilarious. That one video of him accidentally saying shit. Oh, my God. I was going like to bring that, that up. That's so, that's so funny. <laughs> it is he hilarious. Just, I just love that guy. And I think he's just so tough and yeah. so good. And he just has not been on very good teams. Um, but he's amazing. And this next one, I absolutely love him, Philip Rivers. Yeah. I mean, I uh, – I think just he's so underrated, and he's so fun and to watch. he's such a competitor. Yeah. He just is so insane, and he just wants to win, and he's just the man. I love him. Doesn't swear. Has 30 kids. Yeah, just nuts. Just nuts. Uh, but he is underrated. I think he's amazing. He just wins games. Yes, he does, except for playoff games. Yeah, true. This one, obviously, is on yours, Mike Vick. Yeah. How can you not? Yeah. You're somebody our age. Of course. Who was like – really loving football when he was coming into the league and just totally changing the game from, you know, what we've ever seen any other quarterback do before. It was like 
insane. Here's Michael the here's the thing about Mike Vick. Quarterback of all time. If you like talk about playing football in the yard or anything like that, you know oh, what God, I mean. Yeah. Like yep. just holding the ball with one hand, running around, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. We, we used to play a game in the backyard. There's me, like me, uh, like Evan, Kenny Dolan, Connor Panino, Michael McKenna, Michael Ferrix. They would literally punt me the ball and just I would be returning it. And it would yeah. it would be called the Michael Vick game, and they would just all I, I'd have no blockers, and I would just try to score, and I would just run around. And he called it Mike Vick game, and I would get my ass kicked, but I had so much fun doing it because I was pretending to be Mike Vick. Yeah, it was amazing. It was it was the best. So is that your five, or you got one more? I had one more. This one's kind of out there, and I was thinking about it when we were talking earlier because this just I went back to like when I was like younger. Okay. And one of my first favorite quarterbacks from a team that wasn't my favorite team, Steve McNair. You got it. Yes. I loved Steve McNair. Loved I him, loved too. Him loved him. R.I.P. He was just incredible. R.I.P. The Titans, that Super Bowl that they made it to and lost. Um, I love them. I love that team. It's just, uh, I just, I just loved watching him play. Another guy who was just, you know, kind of a unique quarterback, obviously. Yep. It was awesome. Yeah. So it's a great, great list. I love the last two for sure. So I'm going to just go over mine quick. Mine is com- combined. Well, actually, honestly, mine kind of makes sense because I'm not huge on the NFL. I can't, I couldn't really, outside of Mike Vick, put together favorite quarterbacks in the league that I've played um, that I've actually really, really, really loved. So my favorite quarterbacks, college and NFL, obviously one's Mike Vick. It's not even close either. Two, yep. Tyrod Taylor. Three, Amazing. Chad Henney. Beast. My fourth one is a recent quarterback, and you're making me feel weird now. Is Shea Patterson? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he recently overtook uh, Marcus Vick as my. F- he's my fifth. Marcus Vick is my fifth. <laughs> <laughs> he he steadily drops as the years go. In 2006, he would have been my Ever second since he favorite. On that dude's throat at yeah, yeah. Elvis Doomerville got kicked out, and then held up a McDonald's and. He's yeah. just he was he he had so much promise, man. They were saying he was going to be better than Mike. That, that, that year, 2000, so 2005, yeah, they were ranked number three in the nation, and then all of a sudden they lose to, I think, Florida State or something, and then that in the bowl game steps on Elvis, Elvis Dumerville's leg, and this was after he had gotten arrested, and he had he was on like his third chance anyway, flicked off the crowd. They said, all right, you're kicked off the team. I Honestly, that was one of the biggest, the most I've ever been sad for a college football program in my entire life i literally think i cried and then two years later mike vick gets arrested for dogfighting and it's like oh yeah this is a great family but uh <laughs> shout out to mike marcus they've uh, really you know done themselves well in the recent uh years michael vick's obviously doing really well he's on nfl network or he's what is he nfl sunday now Yep. And he's an activist, or yeah, for a dog fighting and shit like that. So uh, good for him. But yeah, that's my 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 list: Mike Vick, Tyrod Taylor, Chad Henney, Shea Patterson, Marcus Vick. And if I had a sixth, it would be Denard Robinson for sure. Yeah, shoelace. He just couldn't throw the football, so no. fuck him. So here's my last thing that I added, and I kind of had a hot take. I was Sunny fucking jerks off to this uh, outside of a lot of things that mainstream people jerk off to. Tony Romo is a commentator. What is your opinion on him? I love it. Okay. I think he's fun to listen to. I like when he calls the play before it happens. I just I just think he's I, – I, I enjoy him. I really do. Okay. I I mean, sure. And I 100% think that he's, he's growing on me. 
That's um, kind of me too. Honestly, he's grown on me because originally I kind of hated him. Yeah, for sure. I don't know what it is now that I just, I just really enjoy listening to him, and I think it's, I think it's fun, especially last week when he literally called like every play was like, right. So kind of awesome. here's my thing with this, and let me know if you agree. I was kind of articulated it while I was watching the game last week and seeing everyone or two weeks ago, and everyone was jerking off to him on Twitter. Any recent quarterback who's played recently in the past couple years at a high level were in the booth, I think would be able to predict those plays. Am I wrong? You're probably right for a lot of them, I, I would agree. Because if you think about it, these I mean they're watching film on these de- they were watching film on these defenses or and uh, as a quarterback and as a player just a couple years ago, right? And he also watches film on these offenses. It's part of his job nowadays. And you're going to have a a certain situation. Say it's third down and five. And he was like, yeah, you're going to get Gronk on a fade or Edelman in the middle. That's not that. It's not that nuts of a call. Obviously, if no, it's not. Right. So it's like if Gronk is single covered by a fucking linebacker, obviously they're going to throw him a fade. Or they're going to throw Edelman something in the middle of the field because that's what they do every single time because that's their best players. So it's not that crazy of a fucking prediction. Just the fact that we've never seen it because the all the announcers are in their fucking 60s or their fucking Troy Aikman who is best known for handing off the ball or throwing slants. You know what I mean? Yep. On top of that, I think he's got a really bad voice as a commentator. <laughs> yeah. It's like scratchy. Yeah, you know, like yeah, Tony or whatever. Fuck, and then I don't know, Jim. Yeah, that. <laughs> oh God, that's so funny. And then yeah, he makes those weird noises, and then he doesn't yeah, stop. I love the weird noises. <laughs> like though. like that's grown on me now. The, the I know it's just funny. It is funny, uh, and he doesn't stop talking. A lot of the times, like I, I read Joe Joe Buck's book, and he's really really good. I've noticed after I read it on letting a ser- a play play out and just letting the play breathe. No talking during it. Just let it happen, and then just let it breathe. You know what I mean? Let, yeah, let the crowd, let the let the play speak for itself. Let the crowd fucking go nuts, go and nuts. then instead it's Tony Romo yelling over it the whole time. But he has grown on me. I sound like I'm hating on him. It's just I think it's I can't stand the Twitter jerking off to it, and it, it kind of goes back to the whole Sean McVay video when everyone was like, "Oh my God, Sean McVay." Named all of the Bears defensive starters. He's fucking yeah, genius. Was, Are you serious? <laughs> what? Yeah, that was that one was so dumb. Like, dude, he's obviously gonna be able to know them all. He's the head coach of this team. It's his he's job. It's yeah. his job. Uh, it's just that's my opinion on Romo. And fucking Sonny gives me so much shit. And it's just like, dude, you gotta look. He's like, you're such a hater. I'm like, I'm just looking at it from a different fucking lens. And I'm not. Right. I'm not being a hater. I'm just being realistic. Sounds like I'm being a hater. I mean, like every people that are perfect in fucking air quotes have flaws, right? And he's in the second year as a uh, doing the job, and he's doing really good. He's probably going to get better. I mean, he's he's calling the Super Bowl, which is awesome. But uh, yeah, that's my take on on Romo. And uh, well, I can agree with some of it, but yeah, I do. I enjoy it, and I think it's pretty fun. And I enjoy when he makes the the calls and all that stuff. But yeah, I'm not saying that there's nobody out there that can do it. Right. I think like. What I was super excited about before he went to the the Dolphins was Jay Cutler in the fucking booth. I think he would he would have been I able to do the same be thing. Awesome. Could he not have done yep. the same thing? He would be doing the same thing, hundred percent. Right. I mean, ima- imagine if imagine if Peyton Manning or Tom Brady were fucking analysts. Oh, it'd be incredible. It would be the same thing. You know what I mean? Even better or or, or yeah. similar. 
any um, of the quarterbacks, like you said, that are like top quarterbacks in the league, they're they're going to be able to do that exact same thing. Right they're going to see a, a specific defensive look. They're going to see a package Especially coming out in the field. What's that? Say it again. Definitely guys who have been starting for like you know, oh, of course, eight to ten years, like some of these guys. It's like yeah, no problem. All right, I got a, I got a, uh, um, got some for you from Mr. Eric Rossi. When I mentioned you were going to be on last week, he said. We got to talk up. You got to talk about Crystal Lake National. So, <laughs> you got to give me your favorite, or you, if you can, your favorite Crystal Lake National story, and then I'll uh, ask one more question after that. Favorite Crystal Lake National story, man. Yeah. There's so there's a lot of them. There's probably one that comes to mind. That's probably the. It's still to this day just the funniest, and it's just like amazing. <laughs> You oh, probably God. know what I'm talking about. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm anticipating it. <sighs> Which one do I want to say? This one. See, it's like, do I want to? The, there's there's two that come to mind. One is my favorite, maybe though, strictly because it was a, a good win for us, and me and you were both involved in the game, so that's okay. why I was going to share it. Crystal Lake American oh, versus yes. us. Yeah, that's Crystal Lake National. And we're playing, and we're we're finishing up the game, and um, we got two outs in the bottom of the six. It's like a one-run game or something like that, and American has some guys on base. And the lighting detector goes off, and I just throw the pitch anyway. As oh, you were pitching? Like going off. Yes, I was pitching. Fuck. So I just like throw the pitch as the lighting detector is going off. The umpire kind of lets it happen. Jake Heckman hits a deep fly ball to the warning track. You catch it. Game's over. Yeah. And that's it. And we're kind of running off the field. Mr. Dagny storms on the field (laughs) going nuts that the pitch didn't count. The pitch didn't count. You know, lightning delay, delay, all that kind of stuff. And uh, they just ended the game. So I don't know why. That's like a really simple story. But it was just kind of a cool moment, funny moment with – you know, the lightning detector kind of going off mid-pitch. Yeah, dude, I, I I remember that. Like, obviously, I caught the ball, and I, I, t- I totally forgot you were pitching, so it's hilarious that we were both involved. So there's a little backstory to uh, that that play in general. Is I, I remember we what, – what tournament was that? It was just a tournament. It at, was, like, an again tournament because we had already gotten knocked out of, like, uh, district and all that okay. stuff. So yeah. My and dad it, just it, organized an again tournament with, like, us, American – one of the Bartlett's, whatever you know, anybody who didn't win district because I think Tri Cities won district. Yeah, and it was dope. I remember whoever um, American was playing. I remember we watched the whole game behind. I don't know who I was with, but I, we watched a lot of the game. And I remember I watched Jay Keckman bat three times, and he hit doubles into that same gap every single time. So when yeah. he got up that 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 last inning, I was like, all right, I'm gonna move to my left like ten paces, and he hit it right to me. Yep, seriously, just a. Great hard hit, but it was right at you. I bet you uh, off the bat you were lead. like, oh, fuck. Yep, because he hit it hard for sure. And then the other one, this one's kind of crazier. Regular season game, major major one, Angels versus Red Sox. We're playing a night game. That was the first year of the lights at National, yeah. right, when we yep. were 12 years old. And we were down by, like, six runs going into the sixth or something like that. And we're kind of, like, down to our last out. We go on a big rally. And before you know it, we're down, like, one run with, like, men on, like, second and third or something like that, right? Yeah. 
And it's been a long game. Like I said, it's the bottom of the sixth inning. We had a long, like a 45-minute bottom of the sixth to score these six runs to cut it to one run or something like that. And we're about to tie the game. And we have somebody good up at the plate. I can't remember who it was exactly. I think it was actually Kean Loopy. And all of a sudden, we see Mr. Kalusik, like, running towards the shed. He was an assistant coach for the Red Sox team we're playing. Running towards the sprints shed. Into the, sprints into the shed while we're, like, the game's going. Didn't he shut the lights off? Sudden, the lights just go off. The <laughs> lights for the field just go off. And, like, everybody's like, what's going on? And I just remember everybody was freaking out. And the funniest thing is, my dad always talks about it, what Ryan Forsall did right when the lights went off, just being the smart baseball player he was, is he just ran and scored. Yeah. To kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. But whatever, long story short, the run didn't count. We ended up finding out that they turned off the lights because it was 10.30 p.m. or whatever. Yeah, it was time, and that time was limit. the lights had to go off. So they just reverted back to the last inning and we lost. Oh, and everybody God. was pissed. We were all... You know, screaming. The, po- the politics day. of that shit was fucking nuts, dude. Everybody was going nuts talking about Mr. Kalusik turned off the lights. Everybody hated that. Everybody was going crazy. <laughs> I mean, but realistically, yeah, it was probably like 10.30 p.m. And he was like on the board and we probably had to turn the lights off. But the timing of it was all just too funny at the time. And uh, it was classic. I got, a, I got two stories. One quick one. Um... <laughs> I played when 11 year old year. My dad said, "Fuck it, I'm going to coach major major B." Because yep. my dad hated the politics in, in little league, so he's like, "I'm going to coach a major B team, and you're obviously I'm going to play on your team." So your dad always, whenever you guys needed a sub, he would always ask me oh, first. Got you. Yeah, I remember uh, the one time I actually played with you guys. I obviously had to bat last as a sub. First game, first at bat, I hit a triple on the left field line. I think we ended up, you guys ended up winning, but then my first first pitch of the first at bat, it tripled on the left field line. I was like, all right, I probably should have. My, my dad was like, maybe you should have played major A. Yeah, you fucking asshole. Yeah. Um, so there's that. But uh, my my second favorite or my favorite story outside of the one that you told, um, and this is kind of going into the uh, the question I was going to ask after this. But do you remember you've talked about this? But uh, Kevin Abraham. Oh yeah, fucking just a, a weird. One of, the, one of the greatest characters of Crystal Lake National. Oh god, I don't know. If, it, P reminds me exactly of. I don't know how to say his last name, but uh, in the backyard baseball game, Mark Dubois or Dubois, the kid that had the frog with him. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the hillbilly kid. So 100%. he has the he has the really the weirdest accent, and I think it was just a speech impediment. He couldn't say his R's, his L's, and shit like that, yeah. and just on everything on top of that. So we were stayed late after um, a game one day because Ryan Zach used to live around the block, so we used to stay yep. late all the time. We were just playing on the field. We were just you know playing a pickup game, and all of a sudden from the uh, the uh, uh, fucking concession stand. They just, they're yelling out, free food, free food, come and grab it. So we all just start running. <laughs> and Kevin Abraham with his fucking weird ass speech impediment slash accent, just, we're sprinting there. Free food! Free food! We just go there and get like 12 hot dogs and we ended up throwing them all in the street. And the next thing you know, the cops come and like get yell at us for throwing shit in the street. But just, I'll never, for, I have that fucking memory implanted into yeah. my brain. Just, free food! He was yelling, he was running with his shoes off he was in his fucking bare feet but that shit was hilarious so my last question about chris like national who is the uh, the most random name you can think of 
You know how we always do that. Random name you can think of that will make me fucking laugh. Most random name. Yeah. Like National Little League. Going all the way back. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of a really good one. It's tough. Kevin Abraham would have been a great one if I didn't That's mention already. That's what I would have thought of, probably. I would have thought of Kevin Abraham. <laughs> There's, like, some other ones I can think of. Uh, remember Dan Cantrell? That kid was amazing. Remember Charles, Charles Brindley? Charles Brindley, yes. Yeah, no, that was the kid that reminded me of yeah, yeah, his dad. <laughs> oh, Charles Brindley. Yeah, yeah. He was always his, his dad was uh, up in the politics in that in that fucking league for sure because he was yes. always on good teams. I feel like, or at Do least you major a. Guy, you might not even remember this guy because he was on my team. So that's why sometimes it's hard to remember. Like I have people of my, some of my early teams that were just yeah. characters that like they never played after that year. So it's like. You would not know him, but do you remember by any chance uh, Shane Siebels? No. Was that on so the Indians kid, or the Reds? Yes, we had this kid Shane Siebels on the Indians. And he was the worst player <laughs> I'd ever seen in my life. I mean, poor guy just hated baseball, too. His parents made him play. We were playing the Yankees, and Zach Orhan was pitching. and He was like the fastest pitcher at that time. Was this and, minor, uh, minor one? Yes, yeah. minor two or minor one, whatever it was. And... All of a sudden, you know, Shane was batting last, but all of a sudden we're like, hey, Shane's on deck. Where is he? And nobody could find him. <laughs> we were down on field four over there by the school, you know? Yeah. He was hiding in the porta potty. No shit. And we could not get him to come out. He would not come out. <laughs> Had to just fucking he did not want to face Zach or him. Delay the game. Yeah, so it was literally like the funniest thing of all time. Coaches are talking to him. We're trying to get him out. Then his dad showed up and was trying to get him out. Literally took 15 minutes, and then he came out and was just crying in the box, barely holding the bat. <laughs> and every time the pitch came in, he would just run out of the box, and he just struck out on three pitches. <laughs> oh, that that, that actually that actually might really be come the... to that many games anymore. And then the, and then the rest is history. We went 18 or 22 and 0 or something, and won the uh, city series. I, I remember one back in that we we were on, I was on the Giants, and our team was awful, and um, we were. Well, there's some sort of rule we could your pitcher could only pitch a couple innings a week or like six innings a week or whatever. And I remember yeah. we were, I mean, I remember like the first couple times we played you, you slaughtered us fifteen nothing in the game. I ended in like the second inning, but I remember yeah. one one game we were like beating you guys somehow because all your good pitchers had pitched like the week before. Yep. And then uh, the game ended because of light. And it got picked up the next day or whenever, and you guys had ended up oh, ending up ended up beating us because you put in your good pitcher, and we could never touch the ball the rest of the time, and probably just walked you guys or probably ended up slaughtering us. But I remember for like sense. four innings we were beating you guys. I remember my dad on the on the bench like we gotta beat these guys because you guys were obviously the cream of the crop and we were terrible. Yep, yep. But that shit was hilarious. Classic. So we're done with sports now I'm, I'm glad we brought those up that shit is hilarious so uh the uh the talk of the town lately in terms of movies and tv have been the fire fest documentaries and you said you watched the netflix one i watched the netflix one i didn't watch the hulu one yet for sure what was your thoughts on it just incredible in I so many different ways amazing the characters are just hilarious the fact that they just, like, are so insane. Billy McFarlane or whatever, is that his name? Yeah. Insane. And then Ja Rule. Like, 
the whole thing, like their credit card thing, Magnesis. Yeah. The, uh, just the way that he was able to like convince people and just lie and lie and lie is insane. Right. Uh, the amount of money that they were able to get behind them is yeah. just nuts. The people they got to invest in this thing was insane. Um, and then just obviously the crazy things that happened during the movie are just insane with like that. Obviously, uh, what was his name? Andy, um, the, I don't know. The, the silver fox that was going to have to yeah, blow, yeah. A, blow a dude was getting exactly, ready to blow yeah. a dude for fucking uh, some water. water. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That guy, the people they talked to, like remember that Asian kid who was like a, a guest who just talked about like, yeah, we just wanted to get our own little area. So we just started like peeing on everybody's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I'm just like, what? Like, oh who my are God. these people? Yeah, and, and it's just, uh, oh God, dude, it was just so incredible, man. It's just, it just shows the power of social media. One, uh, oh God, go that ahead. Frank Tribble guy at the end, who was like his new guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Mark, the, the guy that they were selling tickets with. Yes, absolute legend, Frank, the guy who just kept sending out all those emails. Hey, hey let me know we're doing, um, you know, courtside seats. While, while he's like with a meet and greet with LeBron, <laughs> let me know if you're interested. Like, Frank. what are you doing, Billy McFly? The guy is an obvious sociopath, psycho. Like, it was just nuts. You have to watch the Hulu one because he's in it. That's what I heard. I got to see the Hulu one. It, it's so, um, I don't know if you're familiar or, or you knew, but uh, Fuck Jerry, who did all the uh, marketing for yes. the, the fest, produced the Netflix one. Yes, so, I did know that. So that's why I was kind of biased, I heard, towards yeah, like, 100%. making them look good. Whereas Hulu right. kind of digs into Billy's background. A lot more goes into more of the Magnesis and his uh, the guy who invested in Magnesis as well. And yeah, then it just digs into Billy's kind of psyche and backstory. And then you're kind of more not surprised when it all fucking doesn't come to fruition. It looks like a dumbass. But uh, yep. yeah, you. it's certainly, like people always say, which one's better? I, I say watch both because they're both different point of views and and very very well uh put together documentaries and it's just a fucking manifestation of our culture nowadays instagram social media it just shows anything could be sold off a one good marketing scheme video yep it's insane it's absolutely insane there's there literally was a a minute a minute 40 video that fucking and then next thing you know rich fucking Trust fund babies are buying three hundred fifty dollar tickets and seven. Dude, there are people buying two hundred fifty thousand dollar villas that didn't exist. <laughs> like, where is this money <laughs> just, coming from? Just tents. That's what's insane. And then there are old hurricane like uh, hurricane tents that had wet ass <laughs> mattresses in them. Oh yep. my god, it was just it was just fucking phenomenal. I watched them both one day back to back because I couldn't get enough of that content. I was like, yes, I'm gonna watch fucking both. And it was just, it was great. And then next thing you know, I was just so in love with Billy. I was next thing you know, I was on the phone, and now he Magnesis is uh, sponsor of the show. So enter Smithers, <laughs> a thousand million, you get a thousand dollar fee taken off your next uh, whatever. Um, so you started Game of Thrones. I heard you told me that. Yeah, just started it like a couple weeks, just because uh, to see how stupid it is and terrible. Where are you at? So- um, I think I have two episodes left in season one. Okay. So I was in the same boat. I think we had a conversation about this before. Season one is slow as hell, and I was kind of like, this kind of stinks. Season two, even through season two, was like, this kind of stinks. But I just finished season four last night, and it's 
it's worth the ride. I'll tell you that. It gets a lot, Honestly, a lot I'm better. I'm already kind of getting into it now. Yeah. I've been the biggest anti-Game of Thrones guy Me for like too, the man. last Me too. 10 years or whatever, whatever it's been on for. I've just been such a hater of it. And then I just was like, man, everybody will not stop talking about this. I'll give it a shot. And I know the last season starting in, what, April or May or whatever. Yep. So first couple episodes were kind of slow. Yeah. I was confused. I didn't understand what was going on. Right. Then some stuff started happening, and it started making sense. And I kind of understood who everybody was. And I'm honestly now I'll pretty, say this. Uh, pretty into it. I'm Yeah, I'm, I'm really into it. Um, but I still couldn't tell you half the characters' names if they've showed up on screen. I can tell you what they look like, what, what they're a part of. Right. But thinking of their name, even as four seasons in, is like, fuck, okay, that's this, that's that, that's Cersei, that's fucking whatever. And it's... Yep. Still tough, but I'll That's tell you what. For me, I'll be honest. Yeah, I agree. Oh no, it's not, it's not going to change. I mean, it's it, once you'll still be a little confused. I mean, I sometimes Sam's watched the show and she. Uh, everyone will say this: it, the show is made for viewing it a second time because right off the bat in the first episode of season of season one, if you rewatch it, you you're picking shit up that is yeah. like for the story later on. So I don't know. I'll I will never ever watch it twice. Because I don't no. really like doing that anyway, besides like The Office or Parks and Rec. Right. But uh, I'm super excited to finish that. But uh, so now that, let me ask you this. Now that you have a girlfriend, does Alan, do you have shows that you and Alan watch together? Kind of, yeah. I guess not. I mean, that, that she's already seen Game of Thrones. So right. that's kind of part of the reason I am watching it. Yeah. Um, she watched the Ted Bundy thing. I haven't watched that. So the reason I ask, um, Sam, Sam and I will always look. Right, we're going to watch the show together, and we obviously can only watch it together. I won't watch it without each other. Um, she always said, so "Watch we've Game been of doing Thrones." That with True Detective's new season. Okay, good, good. So that's like, the only one though. Other than that, you know what I mean. We don't really have. That's the one show that we've kind of been doing that. With, so. it's, shout out to Sam, but she's notorious for we'll watch a show together and we'll start. We'll watch. So True Detective season one's a perfect example. We watched five five episodes, and she got bored of it. And uh, she didn't want to watch it. Every time I was like, oh, let's watch True No, I don't want to watch it. And then I'd be like, all right, can I watch this without you? No. So I was like, what the fuck? She did that with, with True Detective Season 1, which I ended up finishing, and Ozark as well, which I ended up finishing like a year later because finally I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to watch. She, she won't know about it. So the reason I bring this up is because I, I just said, fuck it. I had nothing to watch one night, and she had work, and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to – I was actually going to start watching Rampage, the, uh, the rock movie. And yes. then – because it was new on HBO, and then all of a sudden, like, before it started, it was like a little teaser for the new season of Game of Thrones. I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to try to start Game of Thrones, because I know Sonny fucking always jerks off to it, and Sam really enjoys it as well, and Sonny's always like, you gotta watch, you gotta watch it, now that he's a producer of the show. Um, So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to start watching it. So I watched the first season by myself, first season and a half by myself, and all of a sudden, Sam steps in, and is like, oh, we're watching this together now, and I can't watch it without her now, and it sucks. So she went home yeah. last weekend for four days, and I wanted to watch oh. Game of Thrones. And fit, I could have knocked it out over the weekend, right? right? But I can't watch it without her now. So And she's working tonight, so it's just like, what the fuck? So now I'm stuck in a rut, so i got to find another show to watch. So I picked up Community. Have you ever watched that? I've seen episodes, but I, I haven't like really watched it through, to be completely honest, or anything like that. Dude, it's fucking great. I highly suggest it, especially if you're a fan of The it Office an and Parks. It's a show, right? Yep, but it's only yeah. on Hulu. Yep, I've I've heard of that. I've heard that that's similar. So I highly suggest that. Um, 
I, you what you've seen this movie and I have not. So the Bohemian Rhapsody is winning a shitload of awards. It won a Golden Globe for Best Picture, and also the actors winning a bunch of awards. And when it came out, Sam and I were excited to see it, and we didn't see it because it got shitty reviews. And now all of a sudden, it's winning a bunch of re- awards, and everyone's like, "You gotta watch it." So, what's your opinion on the show or movie? I loved it. I enjoyed okay. it. I saw it in the theater, so I think that's definitely part of like enjoying it better. Right. Um, do you think you it's know, do you I, think I, it's best picture like worthy like in no, comparison to I Star Is Born? It's it's beating so. a Star Is Born in every award show. No, I was surprised by that. I enjoyed Star Is Born more, like just as a movie and a story. Yeah. But I think what hurts Star Is Born is the fact that it's a remake. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody though, very cool. Like I didn't know much about Freddie Mercury, so it was interesting to kind of hear his story and kind of see that. Yeah, it was cool, and obviously just the music's great seeing all the live performances and listening and just kind of that stuff very fun good movie very enjoyable very entertaining i i'd recommend it if you like music it, you like queen at all yeah it's, it's a movie sam and i we got to watch it's on amazon prime now oh is it really nice. yeah so that's that. that for sure i'm definitely gonna peep it probably the next week you have netflix it's kind of corny like is it a little bit, but like you know, it didn't bother me. It wasn't like over the top, but there's just like little funny things. Like you'll notice, I don't want to like give stuff away, but like a, a little example is like there'll be times where like the band gets in like a little bit of, like a fight about something, you know? Yeah. And like one of them will just kind of start like breaking into song, and then all of a sudden they all just start playing that song. That's and then hilarious. They're, like, then they're like all good, and they're just like then it like flashes, and I'm just like playing that song like in front of. Them. 60,000 people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just like the art, like, the background of the song, kind of how it, how it came organically. Like, little things, like, yeah, like, think about some of their songs. Like, for example, like, Another One Bites the Dust. Like, they're like arguing, and then all of a sudden, the bass guitar is just boom. And they just kind of like look at each other, and then they all just like start playing their instruments, and then. Before you know it, they're on a stage in front of seventy-five thousand people singing that song. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of funny, but it's kind of corny as fuck because you know that's not hundred percent how that happened. Never happened. It's yeah. like it's like exactly. in uh, um, Straight Outta Compton when uh, yes. Doctor Dre is just at a party and he's just playing uh, uh, what's the fucking song? One, two, three, into the foe on the piano. Yep. It doesn't have it completed yet. Next thing you know, Snoop just walks in the door and they just make the song right there. It's like okay, exactly. like, super like corny. Like, yeah, it's pretty cool in a movie and it's funny and it's. Whatever. But it, it hits it hits your nostalgia string and it's like oh I know that so I I get why it's implemented into a movie, but uh, I mean it, it, if you look at it like from fucking you know. A different it's lens. It's kind of corny. I can't remember who else saw it, but like I didn't even notice that when I saw it. And then like I talked to somebody who saw it, and they they like brought up about how all these different parts, how they were so corny. And I'm like, yeah, I guess you're kind of right. You know what I mean? In so Bohemian like, Rhapsody. Yes. Yeah. So like, oh I'm yeah. Easy. It just like I, I'm I'm very easy to please, and so like sure. I enjoyed it. You know, it wasn't. I, I wasn't looking at it super critically or anything like that. And it was just like, yep, yeah, entertaining, good movie, good songs, good acting. I yeah. Liked it. You know what so I mean? yeah, I, nowadays I like to I like to watch movies with uh, two different lenses, just for straight up enjoyment. And then when I watch it for a second time, I kind of look into it like as a fucking half-ass critic, just kind of understand where these reviews are coming from. You know what I mean? Yep. So I like to do that. And so you have Netflix, right? Yeah, Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu. You have you have you have all three? 
Yeah. Me too, dude. Well, That's... because my pa- I'll be honest, I use my parents' Netflix. Okay, so, I mean, so do so I. I've always had Hulu and Amazon Prime. Myself. Sam has Netflix. I we have cable through Hulu, and um, cool. so I, I put on our thing Hulu versus Netflix. What do you prefer? So I honestly think I prefer Netflix. Okay. But Hulu has sometimes shows that Netflix doesn't have, or right. vice versa. You know what I mean? So it's like stuff like that um, is where it's tough, but like. For me, on my smart TV, I like the the layout and everything of Netflix better. Yeah, I agree. Um, Netflix has better like um, exclusive content, but yes. but Hulu has like old exclu- better old exclusive content, like Always Sunny. A couple of the shows that yep. like like that show that I mentioned to you the other Prison day. Breaks only on Hulu now. Yep, Brock <laughs> Brockmeyer. Yep. Um, there's a bunch of shows. Uh, that are just on that. Um, Isn't um, Workaholics only on Hulu? Yeah. Yep. And, and like all old TV shows on network, like Communities only on Hulu. Um, I prefer that. And then, I, I mean, obviously I use Hulu for live TV as well, so I'm biased towards it. I mean, that's what I turn on first and then Netflix second. But I honestly, I feel like everyone should have both. You know what I mean? I mean, yep. everyone, because everyone has the Netflix account that they don't pay for. Everyone. So, exactly. So get Hulu. I say get both. Get, the reason I brought this up is because everyone's hitting me up for the fucking Hulu account to try to watch ah. the other Firefest uh, uh, documentary, yeah. but it won't work because I use mine for Hulu Live. So you have to be in my area code to be able to watch it. So it's like, dude, just get both. It just it's fucking nine dollars a month. Yep. So it's worth it, hundred percent. I would I say too. Get I, both. I like. I'm glad that you have both, so we can fucking agree on that. So, do you got any show recommendations? I got one. Let me see. I mean, obviously, I really like the new True Detective season three. Okay. I, don't know watching that. I haven't That's watched it yet. Fine. Good stuff. It's way. It's so I've seen both seasons already. The first two, obviously. Yeah. Loved season one. Incredible. Maybe my favorite show of all time. So good. Season two. I liked it, but I didn't. I didn't love it. Okay. No, it was just average. I thought. I didn't watch it because I was told not to. Thing, I mean, I, I would still recommend watching it. Honestly, I enjoyed it, but it's. it's I like Vince Vaughn, so I should. I should. Yeah, and what's his name? Um, Colin Farrell was amazing. Okay. In it too, to be honest, but the thing that was so cool to me about season one was like the very unique setting of being in like Louisiana. Sure, right? sure. You the don't see that. There's Everglades, not a lot of movies about the Bayou. It. A lot of shows about it. It's unique. It's cool. Season two, you're in Los Angeles, and it's like, all right, I've seen this a million times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Season three, we are taking place in rural Arkansas. So it's really got that season one vibe kind of back, like the creepiness of season one. Back to its root, baby. setting of season one, and just like, it's just got a cool, it's got a cool vibe to it. So I really would say... You only missed three episodes, so it's easy to catch up. And, I might you know, watch that tonight, dude. For, you'll be ready for this Sunday. And that actor is so. an Academy Award winner for Moonlight, so I'm sure he's pretty Correct. damn good. Is there, he's what, very good. Who are the other supporting actors? Anyone uh, familiar? You know, nobody huge that I really know off the top of my head, and I'm terrible sometimes with the actors and actresses, oh, I am so too. you have to look it up. But, um, yeah, I can't think of uh, like anybody else specific. And uh, like what they're from. Okay, know? so... I think I might watch the first episode tonight for sure. But yeah. uh, you, you had well, the, the first two came out the same night, so I actually oh, okay. There's, there's four episodes. Nice because they came out with two on the first week, 
then episode three and then episode four just happened uh, last Sunday and episode five will be this upcoming Sunday Super Bowl Sunday. Do we know how many are going to be released? Is it ten episode season? I believe it's ten, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Did you finish The Wire? I don't think you did. No, I finished season did you give up? one. And I kind of gave up because I started Game of Thrones. Okay. But I'd like to get back into it, to be honest. I just stopped after season one. I never got into season two at all. I think what you should do is go get through Game of Thrones first, just because there's going to be a live season here coming up soon, and you can always get back to The Wire. That's kind of what I was thinking. So my, my one show recommendation to you is I told you about it over text the other day when you just favorited the text. you gotta watch. You got to watch Brockmire. That show's incredible. Show is yeah. incredible. I'll say that it's just it's about a it's about a, it's a TV show about a washed up TV announcer who's a drug addict and an alcoholic, and it's just the, the humor is hysterical. It's so funny. It's got the girl from uh, Saving Silverman. Guy. Yeah, I've heard him on podcast. I've seen him on. Um... Well, it, that he he wrote the character just for a funnier die skit, and uh, so you may have seen him on that, and then uh, they just made a TV show out of it. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. Uh, I've and he was about on Dan Patrick, and he would talk in the Brockmire. Um, yeah, yeah. Place, all that stuff. So, it's yeah, so I funny. The first season's fucking hysterical, and then the second season kind of gets serious. But I, I like a serious kind of show. It's, it's, it's more. It's, it's serious based with the comedy still, but it's, yeah. it's really good. There's th- season three and four are coming out, so. On top of that, you definitely got to watch the Bundy tapes because that shit is wild, dude. I've heard that. I want to watch that. I just haven't haven't gotten to it yet. I mean, I was I was aware of all the murders, but there was a couple things that I was like, "This, what the fuck? This happened?" And it just more or less just blew my mind that obviously there wasn't internet and technology back then, but the fact that people could do the things he was doing and getting away with it for that long and that effectively was just blew my fucking mind. And then a couple it's instances. It's so weird to think about, like how far, like the law enforcement and uh um like just like dna forensics and, like and that, that shit stuff, forensics that's where i was looking where it's come in just like 20 years you oh yeah I mean? right right years it's like it's nuts man and this show not it, that long ago people were just going around murdering oh yeah the, you know, hundreds of people or whatever i mean look at fucking i mean imagine if tupac and biggie were murdered today oh they, yeah their their cases would be solved well, yep. you know what they say. You want to get away with murder, kill a rapper because there's so many unsolved rapper murder cases. But we'll yeah. get into that another day. I mean, that that's all I got. You got anything else? No. I mean, other than that. You, you file your taxes? Not yet. I just, just got my stuff back from work, so I got to do that here sh- shortly. TurboTax, man. It takes 20 minutes. I know. That's what I always use. It's so great. I, just haven't, I haven't gone... Um, you gotta get it. You gotta get TurboTax on my laptop. Fly through that. Get that taken care of, and then I'll be uh, good to go. Other than that, just same old, same old. Trying to make sure my house doesn't get messed up with the cold temperatures. Oh yeah, you're gonna run your run your drains or run your water a little bit. Yeah, I've been running running the sinks and just messing with stuff because I live in this old house, so you never. True. Know, I feel like I should do that. I live in the bottom floor. I, I hope my fucking pipes don't burst above me. Oh, that would suck. That would blow. But that's all I got, my friend. I appreciate you coming on. No, uh, thanks was, for having me, man. Good it was shit. Fun. It was yes, fun. sir. I hope, uh, hope we weren't too uh, boring or, or uh, no, not at know. all. 
I think people well, will know, enjoy I it. That weren't too inside jokes with anything either. You no, know, maybe dude. Maybe like national stuff, but no, people will enjoy that. Like it, <laughs> yeah, we'll hit we'll hit one we'll hit one out of the eighty-one listener. So that's all that matters for me. <laughs> there you go. All right, buddy. We'll uh, we'll talk soon. Actually, maybe we'll see if you respond. But next time I'm in town, I'll definitely hit you up. <laughs> and um, you got to get out here for a game or even just for a weekend. I know, man. We'll make it happen. All right, later, buddy. See you, dude. See ya. All right, so shout out to Tommy for uh, being the guest. That was good shit, going over some sports and some inside jokes, some TV, some movies. So with those recommendations, definitely watch Brockmire. That shit is fucking hysterical. But uh, I wanted to get into this last week before Evan and I jumped off and popped off and went really fucking long. But uh, I want to get into some music. I kind of want to do some Michigan update just randomly at the beginning, some sports and TVs and movies, whether if it's a guest or not, and then hop into some music. I'm not going to take too long here, but Future dropped an album, and fuck, is it fire. Future's my guys, you guys know. Um, going into the album, I saw that it was going to be 20 songs, and I was like, oh shit, because I know Future releases a lot of filler and kind of, you know, eh songs, because I know he records like a machine. So when I initially saw 20 songs, I'm like, shit, this album might be, you know, kind of eh. I think three songs in, I was like, okay, I like this, I like this. Eight songs in, I was like, okay, okay. 14 songs in, I was like, ho, okay, okay. 20 songs, after I finished it, I was like, yo, this shit is fire and then usually a future young thug album doesn't click to like the second out the second listen through but it got me through that first and let me tell you i listened to it two or three more times afterwards and it only got better the album is fucking incredible probably his best piece of work um in a while and i shouldn't say a while i really enjoyed future and hendrix but he's just putting out heat i mean outside of his collab albums Super Slime with Young Thug was great. I wasn't a f- huge fan of uh, World on Drugs with Juice World, But this album is definitely in his top three of his catalog, which is super impressive. So whew, go listen to The Wizard because that shit is fire. My favorite tracks are definitely called The Corner. That shit goes. Uh, Stick to the Models. His flow on that shit is outstanding. Uh, the song with Young Thug, Unicorn, Perp, and Gunna. They kill that shit. The intro never stops or never ends. Oh, God. The the middle of that album to the end, all of it, actually. The album's just fucking great. Listen to it. Listen to it. The Wizard, out now. iTunes, Spotify. Check it out. Um, DMX is out of jail, and uh, he'll probably be back in next month, but I start reading his book. I, had, I, bought, I bought his book like a year ago, and I started reading it just in honor of him, and he's fucking hilarious. The guy's nuts. It's going to be... Uh, it's going to be a great, great book. I posted a couple of the things on, on Twitter, or I'm sorry, Instagram story about a couple of things he said. And I there's an excerpt, a snippet from it about the smell of a certain woman's body part that, oh God, it was so, I felt like I could taste it. And it was weird as fuck to say that out loud, but it was just hysterical. And uh, so I'm a huge hip hop guy. I haven't even really mentioned it at all. It's in the first two episodes, besides the uh, pilot in my car when I was strictly rap music and the beef with uh, Drake and Pusha T. But uh, I just, it's 2019, the end of January, so I want to go over my favorite projects of 2018. A couple of them, handful of them. My favorite album of the year, St. John Collection 1. If you haven't listened to that, 
it is fucking it's it's so good he is saint john no one knows him at all he's still an up-and-coming artist um he's from the east coast i think he's from brooklyn he's super sick rap trap r&b super fucking dope post malone beer bug and bentley's fucking great uh that pop rap kind of shit he got it going on and from front to back it was just enjoyable and something you could vibe to black's album east atlanta love letter was kind of that introspective um r&b slash rap it was just super fucking good uh just vibe to it heavily from front to back obviously astro world which was just a fucking masterpiece from front to back loved it everyone knows that um an album that was released around christmas time like i said i'm gonna go over these quick not get really too in depth but these are just called my favorite projects the my tie album which is jeremiah and ty dollar signs collab album and fucking produced by uh hit maker oh god bunch of bangers on it so check that out if you haven't <clears throat> thugs ep young thugs ep on the run actually the intro to this song climax is off that and uh so yeah check that out it's a fucking good good project eight songs song with elton john high super fire and then the last one of my favorites they's ep they is a group out of california super fucking dope um kind of got some edm uh, like alternative rock and hip-hop and r&b vibes a super fucking awesome great mix their ep called fireside super fire and if you enjoy that listen to their uh debut album from 2017 which was probably my favorite album of 2017 new religion hyena super super dope so check those out my favorite songs of the year definitely the number one song is selfish off St. John's album collection one, Selfish, definitely check it out. Uh, fucking fight. Reminds kind of reminds me of Africa by Toto, but like super hip hop. There's a bass line in it and some steel drums. It's fucking fire. And then the second song, my second favorite song, um, really stood out to me on Royce to Five Nine's album Life of Ryan. It's cocaine. Fucking super in-depth introspective story about his father's cocaine addiction, sing songy. Um, fucking, I don't know, just, it's so good, I'm gonna actually play it on the way out, so, that's all I got, episode three, shout out to Tommy for being the guest, um, we'll be back in a couple weeks, I don't know who the guest is gonna be, but we'll talk about some shit, and it'll be mostly trash from a mostly annoying person, all right, Royce to 59 take us out. So Checking all the seats, but the only thing I saw was a bag of cocaine. 
Papa was too solid, he ain't never tell a lie I went in to tell him about it, he said, oh, that must be God He worked with me at the job, I said, oh, and walked away He said, oh, before you go, make sure you don't tell your mom About the cocaine Uh, me and little homie, we was walking to the store It was right there on the corner, then we seen the guy that's homeless He was wrapped up in the bag, he was looking really cold Then he asked us for some change, then he asked us if we know who had the Cocaine Cocaine I'm losing my mind Trying to figure out Why did I inherit so much pain I drink a lot of alcohol Problems with the law But I have done better or the same Daddy never tried Cocaine Daddy never tried Cocaine logical step was to go to rehab and that's exactly what he did he went to rehab and got completely clean he hasn't did a drug in over 20 years he did that for himself but he did that because he didn't want to lose us strong man Let's talk about how much I respect my pop He been through so much in life We ain't never had a lot We just had each other's back That was really all we need Pop, I love you unconditional And thanks for loving me more than cocaine My father tells me over cocaine Okay uh. I'm proud to say that I'm an addict Who inherits your pain